Now, we should welcome, officially, she's been sitting in for ages anyway and having a chat off air, but uh, Tilly, Natalie Johnson, Tilly J. Wines, good morning. Good morning. Nice to be back on the show. This is your third appearance on the show. I think you're the quickest to th- three appearances since I've been hosting. I can't say no. It's a good <laughs> chance to have a chat and... Particularly seeing as we're in strange isolation times, it's kind of the only, one of the only times I can kind of get the chance to have a bit of a a yarn and a catch up with you, Phil. I know. You dropped off a sample (laughs) bottle of your new wine and the only evidence it arrived was a bottle of wine and like a big wet boot print on my deck. Oh, really? (laughs) Bit of condensation. Yeah. And and, and no other evidence of human life. I am... uh, it was good wine though, and that's partly why we've had you on. Is you've released your second wine, the twenty. It's twenty twenty, isn't it? Twenty twenty Pinot. Yeah, I believe it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> time time flies pretty quickly. Now your first one, the twenty nineteen, you released through the Wine Coterie Program at Number Seven Hillsville. Was this was this one out on your own? They just turned you out on the street, and you had to do it all yourself. Well, yeah. Well, I'd, yeah, I'd like to say that um, <laughs> a little bit more sort of independence this time round. Um, yeah. yeah, of course. You know, um, working as assistant winemaker at Giant Steps, um, I've always got you know a wealth of knowledge in my um, colleagues, uh, Steve Flemstead and Jess Clark, and it's um, always nice to bounce ideas off of them. Um, yeah, I, don't, I think as a, a small independent winemaker, like we do make our wine pretty independently. But um, as you mentioned before, the Yarra Valley is a, a really um, close-knit community and, and you'd be remiss to not use that pool of knowledge. And, and um, yeah, like definitely not having the mentor um, in Damien North at number seven um, was noticed and, and I missed that. But um, yeah, I'm always sort of sounding ideas off of, of the people around me and, and I made this wine a little bit more independently, but definitely with a little bit of input. Um, those around me as well. It's a good wine. Now, the Thank twenty, you. the 2019, when I sold it to people and I sold a little bit of it, I was very, uh, very happy to sell it. I did have to give the caveat that the first sip might actually not be that impressive, but you've got to give it air and give it time. And, you know, I was even telling the, some of the more sort of wine nerdy of my customers, of which I'm very lucky to have a lot, that on the third night, it's just unbeatable. Um, and you know yeah. a lot of people are like wine wine doesn't last three nights in my house but the yeah. the 2020 from the first sip was sensational what yeah <laughs> it makes it a bit easier to sell too <laughs> Definitely. Um, what are the differences is it vintage or have you changed the way you make the wine oh it's lots of things well probably the most noticeable one and, and noteworthy i guess is sight um although it is a wine from the Yarra Valley, it's from a different site in the Yarra Valley. So 2019 was um, for me a bit of a scramble to get my hands on some Pinot, like this whole number seven project happened really quickly and um, I was heart set on making a Pinot and um, uh, Pinot is quite a a difficult thing to get your hands on in the Yarra Valley if you're not a larger producer. Um, It's a a really valuable commodity and and as rob touched on before it's something that um, is guaranteed to sell so everyone wants a slice of that pinot pie i guess so um for me 2019 not that the fruit was of any lesser quality but it was something that i needed to get my hands on really quickly um for my 2021 i feel like i've kind of 12 months on found a site that i can um source fruit from for sort of the foreseeable future so this was a bit more of a um 
going for the long run sort of decision. Um, this fruit is from a vineyard right sort of in the, the centre of the Yarra, um, around sort of the Warramate Hills. Um, the the vines are a little bit older. Um, I'm playing with some um, different clones, sort of some MV6 this time, uh, whereas 2019 was, was different clones, 777 and Pomard. Um, so yeah, there's a, a few different variables there, um, but I'm, I'm feeling confident and, and a bit more relieved that this site that I'm sourcing the fruit from um, in 2020 is something that's gonna carry on into 21, 22 and into the future. Um, so yeah, that has resulted in, in a different style of wine. And, and I hope that those who have enjoyed my 2019 can be open-minded and, and really sort of embrace this 2020 wine because you're kind of going on a bit of a roller coaster ride with me <laughs> as I explore different sites and different styles. And, and um, I'm just, I tasted this wine, this 2020 wine and decided that it was, it was ready to lock it in and to capture that when it was in such a good place. And it's a bit of an earlier release. It's a, a spring release. Um, I think the, the oak that I've used is integrated really well and the style that I've made it and the clone that I've worked with really lends itself to something that um, can be bottled early and people can enjoy as a yeah spring red. So I'm really excited about it. Without getting sort of, I I'm, I apologise in advance, Phil. I'm I'm always going to end up asking the technical questions. Go I think it. I can't <laughs> help myself. Um, I know when people start talking about clones in the Yarra Valley, it can get into a very sort of dense discussion about different numbers and that kind of thing. Do you did you because you knew that you were working with clones that you weren't necessarily familiar with? Did you approach it in a different way as a result of not really knowing how those different um, clones were going to react or did you just look at the vineyard and go this is new I'm going to go with my gut kind of thing or did you have a, a yeah. predisposed idea? Um, no look it's it's a good question because the fruit from this vineyard that I've made my 2020 Pinot from um, winemakers who have made a, a wine from from this site in the past have actually made a wine that they've left in barrel for um, almost 12 months and then decided to bottle and, and hold off uh, releasing for, you know, six months. Whereas I've kind of gone and done the opposite and, and bottled it nice and fresh and young and I'm releasing it, you know, on the 1st of September. So uh, in my mind, I think it's, it's ready to go. And yeah, I was um, planning to sort of treat this wine the same way as I did my 2019 and, and that wine stayed in barrel for, um, for nine months and then I, I held it back for a month before I released it. Um, but I think, you know, this is something that I've had discussions with, you know, those influential people around me and we've looked at the wine on the bench and thought, yeah, wow, this is, this is great. This is drinking really well now. Um, why not just capture that and, and, um, see how it goes. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited about making two different styles of Pinot and, um, one that has been sort of treated maybe the way that, um, a lot of people making Pinot in the Arrow Valley would like to, to treat their wine and leaving it in barrel to integrate and sort of stabilise for nine to 12 months. But, um, yeah, I have decided that this one is going to be um, slightly different and, yeah, an earlier release. And, and I, I hope everyone sort of receives it really well. And, and the clone that I've used, um, I've, I guess, tasting it and, and um, finding that it is quite bright and... and um, red fruited and really um, fun and playful is something that lends itself to a, a spring release Pinot. Do you think as you get a little bit more confident with, with 
going out on yourself as you said you're you're on a bit of an adventure and you're you're you know benefiting from a lot of knowledge around you and getting to bounce those ideas off so that you can sort of experiment and, and find your your style is there giant steps obviously works with a bunch of different um sub in in the yarra and lots of different sites is there a, a dream place that you found where you're just like yes i want to make pinot from from that spot but yeah i mean um i go out to this little plot um that i'm sort of managing myself this little acre of pinot just um at the base of the, uh, the warmate hills um almost every weekend and i have to pinch myself um it's it's such a beautiful spot and and i think um, if there is a spot that I can say this is somewhere that I um, would like to continue making Pinot, this is probably the spot. Like I've been pretty lucky in a sense that I've I've only been making this will be my second vintage and and I've stumbled across this this little site of Pinot. So um, yeah, I, I think that's been a really lucky find for me. And that coupled with being a, a really new wine label and um, not having quite a big following yet has allowed me to sort of play with different styles and establish myself and find where I really sit within the, the whole Yarra sort of stylistic um, Pinot sort of spectrum. Um, yeah, everyone's making different styles of Pinot and, and I'm lucky to just be able to have a play with that and, and sort of see where Tilly J kind of sits in in that whole range of Pinot um, in my first couple of years and, and kind of go forward with that. Um, yeah, it's... It's a good position to be in, I think. You're back live on The Wine Show, 96.5 Inner FM, and we have joining us via Zoom, Christina Cade, co-host, and Tilly J from Tilly J Wines. Uh, Tilly, you've just released your second wine, but you are a wealth of uh, experience in your... You look incredibly young, but you seem to have worked a lot of places. And I just wanted to say hello to Christopher, our regular contributor, and he mentioned some of the iconic wineries he likes to drink, Mount Mary, uh, Yeringberg, Wontona Estate, uh, a newer classic, Levantine Hill and Serrat and Sumer. He also mentioned Yarra Yering. Now, I believe I read you worked for a little bit with Sarah Crow at Yarra Yering. That's correct. Yep, 2019. Yeah, and... You, you also, you're working at Giant Steps, having, and Christina's chatted about this too, having this amazing sort of network of people and mentors to pick the brains of, it just, it must be, make it a bit easier at least for you to be able to release wines with a bit of confidence. Yeah, I, I think this is all something that's been in the works for a really long time, um, ever since I started doing harvest back in 2012 and um, decided to hit the road and have some overseas experience. Um, it's always been a dream of mine to produce my own little label and, and make a wine of my own and sort of express myself through my own wine. And I've kind of gone about trying to work in regions that um, specifically make cool climate varieties and, and Pinot Noir in particular. Um, yeah, and I've always sought to work at wineries that specialise and, and really geek out on wines like Pinot. So I feel like, yeah, Yarra Yarra and Giant Steps are definitely just two of those fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so, and, and with that with that comes fantastic mentors as well. So, you know, like having chats and, and getting great ideas off of, of the likes of Sarah Crow and, and Steve Flemstead are, are definitely really... Um, deliberate decisions that I've made to try and um, 
yeah, gain that experience and knowledge through great people like that. That's a, that's a wise career choice for any path you choose, isn't it? Surround yourself with amazing mentors and listen totally. to them. And yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that's great. Hey, um, so we don't have heaps of time left, unfortunately, but I guess in, in lack of actually anybody to represent sort of the alternative varieties, the Italian varieties, have you had much experience with doing any of the Italians in the Yarra Valley? Hmm. No, not anything about that. Not, re- not really. I mean, mainly, I guess, you know, working for places like Giant Steps and Yarra Yering, um, and, and a handful of others haven't really worked terribly much. They've been more sort of your Bordeaux and Rhone varieties. And then, um, yeah, Giant Steps is, is pretty focused on Chardonnay and Pinot. Um, yeah, I'm really wary of this this sort of shift to more Italian varieties um, within the Arrow Valley, which is really fascinating as well. And, and I, I love what Luke Lambert's doing with his Nebbiolo and mm. that's kind of gained some really great international momentum as well. So, um, yeah, I, I have a real interest in in exploring those varieties in the future as well, and maybe that's a direction that Tilly J could go in too. I mean, first, first um, wine on my sort of range that I'd like to add is, is obviously a Chardonnay as well, but, um, yeah, I'd be really interested in um, working with some of those sort of Italian varieties, some uh, Nebbiolo, maybe some Barbera, um, those sorts of things. Um, if I can get my hands on them, that would be yeah. fantastic. And and I think I, I find I learn really well by going to these regions and, and working there and tasting the wines and making the wines there. Um, yeah, maybe somewhere like Piedmont in the future could be um, a place on my radar to go and experience and work and get some really hands-on knowledge and come back and apply that to some exciting Yarra Valley Italian varieties. So, yeah, watch this space maybe. That, uh, that sounds like you just live on air have worked out your next uh, off-season vintage romp into Piedmont when you're allowed to travel again. (laughs) It's a good, there's so many areas in Europe that I'd love to go and work, but yeah, uh, Piedmont or uh, Beaujolais or, you know, obviously the Holy Grail of Pinot Burgundy would be another great one to go and um, visit the next opportunity I have to jump on a plane and do that. So, yeah. Tilly, we need to wind it up there, unfortunately, because it's almost the end of the show. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you again. And the 2020 vintage Pinot is released tomorrow or uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, it's first, first of, of September. First yeah. September. So really excited about that. Um, yeah, I <laughs> I have got to get my act together and, and release my website. I think that's one of the joys of being a small winemaker and having your finger in all of the different areas is that you're not only winemaker, you're wine rep. As, as Rob mentioned, you're delivering the wine, you're also doing the books and you're um, graphic designer as well and you're creating a website. So that's um, I've actually got my Squarespace account up now and that's something that I'm going to be working on this weekend. We'll have a website um, released really soon, but there's a lot of um, wine stores in Melbourne that you can answer my wine, Black Arts and Sparrows and um, Northside Wines and um, there's a, a bunch of others that you can you can get it excellent and they can uh-huh. people can catch you on social media too yeah you tilly, can definitely yeah, tilly j yeah. As well. yeah yeah for sure fantastic tilly lovely to chat to you again and we look forward to the release of the officially the 2020 on tuesday yeah i'm excited <laughs> <laughs> thank That's you a pleasure that's tilly j from tilly j wines just releasing her new pinot uh google it 
Find her on socials. It's T-I-L-L-I-E, new word, new letter, J, and um, she'll be able to help you out that way.